Yeah, come over here. But we like, have three mics, everybody. <laughs> three mics! We're literally passing three. the mic to uh. <laughs> I mean, we could do this. Like, this is kind of an echo in between zones. Hey yo. Hey. Hey over here. Pass hey, it. Over here. No, right pass here. Hey, hey, this hey, way. Wait, wait. I'm no, no, it to Diera. Wait, why why are you giving it to Diera? Because it's Black History Month! What's up guys? Thanks for joining us on Pass the Mic. Today we're gonna be talking about dating and romance and intimacy as a person of color. We're analyzing a lot of stuff like Tinder, Grinder, family dynamics and expectations romantic profiling and typing, and the evolution of dating in college. Cool. And we have four speakers here with us. One of them is Malika Takale, and the other is Savan Tiwari, and they're both Indian Americans. And we also have Sammy Estrella, who is Dominican and Puerto Rican and identifies as Afro-Latina and Hispanic. We also invited Angela Salazar, who identifies as Colombian American. Um, today we have Malika Takale. Do you have a funny story about a dating experience? This was like really weird, but so the guy that I was dating in high school, so how we started talking was that he asked me to prom, um, and I was a sophomore at the time. Um, but then this is like the nerdiest thing ever, but he basically got in trouble at a robotics competition and got suspended from school. <laughs> Um, and so his parents did not let him go to prom. So then I didn't go to prom. So instead we went to Qdoba and went to the park. <laughs> um, very interesting turn of events, but yeah, I got a burrito. <laughs> so growing like probably up until like my sophomore year, I was set on the fact that I had to marry an Indian. We're going to have this huge Hindu wedding. And like the, like I had like a hierarchy to like all the boxes you had to check to like, like, if he was Marathi, it was, like, gold and, like, set. Like, we're getting married. But then, like, if he wasn't Marathi, then, okay. Like, at least he's still Indian. He's still Hindu. Fine. Um, and then, like, of that, like, I wanted him to be American-born, not Indian-born, so we could relate. And I had this huge fantasy in my head about, like, what our household would be like as, like, two first-generation Americans. Um, but then this person who was not and, and so like that's how I kind of like picked my guys I was like I hung out with a lot of Indian people and that was kind of what I pursued um but then I ended up getting asked out by someone who was not Indian my sophomore year and it was a guy that I was very good friends with and I was like oh my god I don't know if I want to ruin this friendship like I like I never saw him as like marriage material right he's like not any of those boxes mm -hmm. um but then my friends were just like, you should go for it. Like, he's a good friend of yours. He's important to you. Like, what's the worst that could happen with one date? And now, like, a year and a half later, we're still dating. Um, and I don't know. I think, like, through college, like, through different experiences like this or just, like, being in a place like Ann Arbor compared to my hometown, like, I got excited about the fact that I was in, like, an atypical relationship that, like, I was like, oh, my God, like, our kids are going to be so mixed, like more than just like a little mixed. And then, I don't know, things like that. I like was very, very independent in high school. Like I didn't even, like I, granted I came from a very, very white town. So mm -hmm. that mixed with like my idea of, oh my God, my husband's going to be Indian. I just like, nothing was on the radar ever. I was just like, okay, I'm like me with my friends. So dating, romance, like 
I just like didn't really even think much of it at all. And like the guy that I dated for a little bit in high school, he was two years older than me. So he was already in college when we started dating. So it just was like a texting thing. And I was like, cool, I have someone text like all the time. Like 15 year old me was like, woohoo. But then coming to college, it's like you have like so many people around you. Like you could spend your time like with anyone doing anything. Can I like jump on that really quick? Um, I think that's really interesting because a lot like not until coming to college was my time spent on figuring who figuring out who I was. And that meant figuring out who I was in regards to my race and ethnicity. And so it's like, it's interesting to hear that, like, because a lot of my time, like my me time and my time here is the exploration of my identity as an Asian woman and as, um, as a Pacific Islander American woman. And so it's like, so I feel like that has also influenced, you know, who I want to spend that exploration with and how I want to invite them into my life and into my identity and have that be also an important part of their life, but not dictate how the relationship goes, you know, but knowing that it's still important because that's like, that's how I spend my time, like as an Asian woman, you know, and like being aware of that starting from college, I guess. Yeah, I I, I didn't have like very many Indian friends in high school. Mm-hmm. So like my fr- freshman year as well was like a lot of discovering like what can I actually do with this very unique identity that I have? Right, right. How can I explore it? And so my freshman year, like the orgs I joined, the people I met, like that was really good for it, I think. And it just happened very quickly. And I think more than anything else, just made me really confident about my identity and like proud mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it made me excited to like, share it with other people like I like Mm -hmm. that my boyfriend isn't from the same background and so I can like tell him about these things yeah in that sense it's kind of fun Um, what I was gonna say is going back to um figuring out who you are it's really cliche but everyone is like you can't love anyone else until you love yourself but I would um edit that and say if you don't know yourself then you can't love anyone else yep you can't share that with yeah. other people. So then what's the point? Like, what are you sharing with if you don't? What, exact, what are you contributing, huh? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you bringing to the table? <laughs> but I think there's so much that, so much confidence is involved with the relationship in itself because like you have to be able to fight for yourself. You have to be able to explain yourself. You have to be able to communicate yourself to this other right. person. Otherwise, it's not the true you. So I think it's really important to be confident before you are in a relationship. Exactly. Yeah. So now I'm like on the flip side where I'm just like, if I'm going to be a progressive person, like I'm excited that my relationship can be like an example of that. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like the flip side is like I dated an Indian man who was South Indian like for eight months and like there was stuff that didn't work out. And I don't know if I can tie it back to like our identities necessarily. Well, like if you think about it, if you want to add media into it or like the stories of like your parents. Oh, okay. <laughs> like if you want to like add to like the stuff that we saw when we were younger like looking at back at tv of characters that look like us they would only be paired with people of color or somebody else of color it's There's now yeah like now kind of recently they're kind of like changing up the mix but it's still just like a forbidden thing of just like oh mixing no the white person can have it entirely you know like have the spice they want in their life but then they go to like another 
excuse me, like another white bread that's going to move into the corner later because that's what's seen as like a, a like a stable or like stereotypical relationship that we see. And also, I think, yeah, from our parents too, when we see them like coming into the country because my parents were immigrants, like hearing about their love story and everything else and just like seeing that them too as an example of like, oh, that's what your relationship should be. But then we learn that it's not. Everyone's kind of different. But yeah. My mom told me that people go after people who are like their dads. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I know. And at that time, I was like mind blown because right. I was like, wait, you're right. <laughs> like, well, like for me, I think I found that like around the end of high school or at least when I graduated now that I identify more with the A side of the spectrum. Like that, that gray middle. Yeah, snaps. Because like. I think I was on that same boat of, like, trying to not, like, date certain, like, stereotypes. I think there was, like, my first crushes. But um, there was this one Mexican guy, like, because I used to live back in Vegas. So, like, all Hispanics there, like, actually went to a very white school, very Mormon-based. So it was either, like, white, blanco, like, all over here. And then, like, there's a few Hispanics, but they're Mexicans. And, like, there's also some, like, ingrained, like, this is another side topic, but, like, ingrained racism into, like, your own cultures mm-hmm. that happen a lot, especially a lot with Hispanics, because my parents are Colombian. So, like, there's some, like, internal racism going on, but that's, like, another side cheese another time. But, yeah, like, I liked them, like, a lot, but it was, like, hard for me to think, like, making out or anything in between because for me it matters more about the personality mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. knowing the person becoming friends with them first and nice. then the attraction comes later because i think yeah that it's recently happened i won't say something <laughs> happened. like it happened then i'm now but i'm now like being here and being away from my parents because i know that exact same feeling of just like the like the fear of like talking to your parents about somebody you liked because i think that happened to me and i got teased for it for days and that's why i'm like nope nope never again but I went off topic. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I just like it, it's it's interesting to see how like crushes work for like different people and like being people of color and then also going into like different like sides of like the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. because like it, it, it even varies too because like like yeah I didn't have like a lot of crushes on guys like to think about it I liked more of them as a person and I'm just like and then like at me please. and when you like welcome yourself more to like the other side you're like wait girls are nice and like I had a moment when one of my friends that was moving out from Arizona I'm from a lot of places by the way so like location <laughs> keeps changing but she was moving away and um like we were talking she was about to leave and then like we hugged goodbye and then like I looked at her I'm like I wanted to kiss her and then I'm like whoa yeah. and like I, I took a walk back to where I needed to go later but like it was a walk yeah. I was just like wow and then she visited again and then I kept looking at her butt and I'm like no <laughs> no and I'm just like well okay so it's very is it too close to home <laughs> no but it's like yeah. dude it happens and like when do you welcome that more instead of like that internal fear that comes in like because I, I so like it works. Um, yeah, so you just added me in that whole thing because I never like growing up when I thought about it, I never like had crushes on guys. Yeah. And then I had to rethink that and be like, oh, what does this mean? <laughs> um and like I said, like I'm not opposed to dating a man, but like girls are I just find I girls more like nice yeah, I just they smell good. Yeah, I just find girls more uh I don't know what the word is. Relatable? Or is it like 
more connection. Yeah, like more yeah, yeah, more um connection and more like relatable. And so yeah, I I think once you shoo away those like oh no those feelings and then you just kind of like accept it, then you get into situations where you're like with like girls and you're like oh shit what is this tingly feeling (laughs) what is going on um and so yeah I've definitely had that experience as well uh but it's tough too sometimes because then you run into like the whole like straight girl problem so like it's relatable yeah so like if I have a question for the group so like (laughs) 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 we're so eager it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> in life, in relationships, or in relationships, not in life. In relationships, it's like not being vulnerable enough to allow myself love. T. <laughs> my like my type A personality just won't do it for some odd reason. If there are any other type A's in the room, or if you just. Even what if you're not a type A, like, wait, what do you mean? Like, type A, type B, what is that? Are okay, so it? type A is, like, you have to have everything, like, oh, that's how my brain works. So, like, all your, all your, um, eyes dotted and your T's crossed, and this is, at this time, and now I have to do this, and now I have to do Like, this. high strung. I think yeah. it's more, uh, for me, like, I, I am type A, but I'm less, like, that kind of type A than more of like a I need to be in control with everything type A. I, I think like, it's very circumstantial also. Like I'm type A about, yeah. you know, yeah. taking a shower, but like not type A about brushing my teeth kind of thing. Which, I mean, okay. <laughs> example, <laughs> not speaking from experience, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> See, my issue is I'm type A in everything. Mm. And so I just like to have all my shit together. Yep. And I think. Growing up, I never allowed myself to be vulnerable enough to not have it. I mean, not, you still have to have your shit together, but not vulnerable, not vulnerable enough to let love come in. How did you get to that point? Or were you always at that point? Yeah, take it. Yes. I definitely like that too. I, I think like the first, probably first, four months of my relationship like I was like still like playing the game like because that's what I knew I was like oh my god like like these like before like all the guys would play like hard to get like that's what I'm gonna do too like I'm just not gonna give like give it my all I'm just gonna be like this like cute girl who like he'll maybe ask out once in a while but like I'll never like propose anything to do you'll be the one that sends k (laughs) (laughs) I'm like oh you want to take me out to dinner like okay sure but like I would never like say like let's go out to dinner um and then, like, I just took it, like, extremely slow because of that, too, because, like, it was so weird. Like, this boy was in love with me, and I was like, this has never happened before. <laughs> like, someone's, like, <laughs> wanting to do nice things for me. And then, and so I didn't reciprocate it. And then four months in, he was just, like, like, then it was, like, the top love. I was like, Malika, like, what are we doing here? Like, I, like, he's like, if you're, like, he's like, I'm giving you, like, my all, but if you're not going to give it back, then, like, I'll find someone who does. And yeah, I was like, oh, wow. Ooh. And so then I was like, okay. You're all. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Business. So then I think I needed that though. Like I need like the the tough love. Like I want the affection, but also like don't make it easy for me either. <laughs> and that's kind of how I learned to become vulnerable, I guess. Mm. But I guess that means you have to find like 
a person that matches, like that can challenge you, but still like give you that love, like mm -hmm. speak your love language, so to say. Like being in college, being at UM, you are, even though I am Hispanic, I'm exposed to a lot more of like just, I don't know what I'm trying to say, just like different realms of being Hispanic and truly understanding the different, the differences between each culture mm -hmm. and um, learning what more you can identify as. And like Afro-Latina is just great. It's a great title um, because awesome. it explains all of it. <laughs> <laughs> it takes care of it. It takes care of it. I don't know if this is a thing for women, but particularly, I don't know why, but I think because I'm South Asian and there's not a lot of South Asians that are out and gay, um, the messages I get from closeted South Asian men, oh. like, okay, preface, I'm not saying all men, I'm not saying all gay men, I'm not saying all Indian men. This is a specific branch of South Asian closeted Indian men, and these are people who are specifically messaging me, which says more about their taste preferences, I guess. Mm -hmm. So this is a specific niche group of people. Please don't at me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like it's, Part of it is because they're also getting the same sort of rejection that I'm getting from the opposite end um, from white people or um, people of the majority minority either, like any of those groups. And so like they, I feel like they're like, finally, someone who's just like us. And then they start talking to me the way that other people talk to me in like this sort of like degrading, mm -hmm. sort of self-righteous, like, oh, you totally want to sleep with me because I'm Indian. And you must be looking for Indian men as well, because what else would you be looking for on here? And I'm like, but no, <laughs> like, you can't just assume that. I, mean, I, think, I, think, <laughs> I think also a lot of that, so I'm black and queer. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of that has to do with like the internalized homophobia that we mm -hmm. hold as people of color, because mm -hmm. for a lot of things, um, a lot of times within our communities, like being queer, um, being on the spectrum anywhere you fall it's just like oh no we can't do that like you're already of color so yeah. I think yeah I think that goes into that and that like weird like I want to sleep with you but I can't like be out which is sad because that's also a process but at the same time don't degrade me because you can't be free oh snap hey. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's, a, it's, I'm not saying, obviously I know it's a process. It took me like six years, guys. It's, oh it's my a, God. Yeah. I came up to my dad literally October. I'm still not out. <laughs> Pat, like they, they've always known. And my sister, my sister, Amanda, she likes anybody but white. So there's like a lot of like, just, there's a lot of discussion on that. And, and it's not a negative discussion in my household, which I'm really grateful for. Cause I know it can be. Um, and also I think. It, uh, the who I'm attracted to has never been an issue because there is a stigma almost or rivalry be between my the ethnicities of my parents or like the countries of my parents like Dominicans and Puerto Ricans don't get along technically but they're married so I feel mm. like they've never had the place to say you can't like this person because of that oh. they just yeah they've always taught me value like I, my first boyfriend was awful but they never discussed his race they're like he treats you poorly you shouldn't <laughs> be dating him maybe you should uh reconsider that yeah my, my dad has never ever spoken to me about boys and he came over one day 
And um, we had like a 4th of July, I think, barbecue. And he left after an awful evening. My dad like sat me down. I was like, you need to break up with him. Like, I'd never want to get involved with your life. That's just a personal thing. It has nothing to do with race. But uh, value. Yeah, people. Like, yeah. It's not a determining factor. Yes, exactly. it's not. Which yeah. is great. Yes. Do you need your parents' validation with the people that you date? Secondly, would you ever date someone of color? Oh, oh, oh. Go, 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 go. You had your hand well, I up. Did, I, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> okay, um. <laughs> Pass the mic. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, yes. But also, like, no, like, not overtly. It was more just kind of like a, it would probably, you know, be best in my best interest yeah, to, was, you, you know. Yeah. And it wasn't, it was never like a, like, a pressure thing it was more just like um I think also coming from my grandma um and that like in the Filipino community there there can be you know anti-black sentiment mm-hmm. which is you know which is like and, and not that that carried down at all but like it's it's ingrained in in in, in his in, in, it's it's a certain <laughs> it has a certain kind of you know sticky history where it kind of it just kind of follows through within um but I don't know if I I like internalized that because I was also I'm also just I was into white men a lot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. until college until like or end of high school yeah I mean I would also caution that just because like I was actually talking to my roommate about this and she was asking we were talking about our types and like um, I was like, yeah, I don't know if I could date a white guy because I don't know, like, same with you about those fears. Like, I don't know if I would feel heard. I, I don't know if I would feel entirely understood. And, like, I feel like in a, a particularly intimate and romantic relationship, there is a certain extent of which people have to understand and embrace all of you, and that includes my racial and ethnic identity. Um, but then at the same time, it's like, what's stopping a white guy from being able to understand that rather than share like, and I don't think it's a matter of actively sharing something and having something in, in similarity. But I think it's a matter of like, like a relationship being a dialogue, you know, like a constant dialogue. Um, um, yeah. But then at the same time, it's like, I would feel safer. I think it's, it's a matter of like, as people of color, our entire lives are focused on how we, how are we going to humanize ourselves? How are we going to make ourselves feel safe? How are we going to make ourselves feel heard? Because you know that majority majority is not going to be able to do that, um, at least in the ways that we need to and we need to progress. So, I think on top of that, like in like just going off of this idea that love for people of color is not always going to like is not the most comfortable process or the most convenient process and um but like what is love if it's not like an inconvenience you know when we were discussing um almost what we were looking like looking for and mm-hmm. would we date people i mean the conversation lended to the idea of dating people of our races mm-hmm. for me i feel bad for any hispanic man uh, who looks my way and is like oh she's cute because when i meet somebody uh hispanic or 
of, of, of Spanish background, I'm just reminded of family. So immediately, you're you're my cousin, you're my brother, you're my sister. Like it's not. I can't. I'm sorry. It's so, yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't go over it because it's so strong, and because I believe I lived in a, like in a, a predominantly white town all of my life. It would be that. That was my everyday. And then when I would go to uh, like a Hispanic surrounding or atmosphere. Yes, like that's yeah. family. And because they were never combined. Oh, interesting. I, interesting. I can yeah, never, that's super interesting. Yeah. I never oh, thought about that. That's so good. But uh, kind of like, but going off of that, like there's too much, uh, too many cultures in South Asia and in India that mm-hmm. to like lump with each other. Inter- yeah. And like, yeah. I guess like growing up, we always want to be with this, the same. Like, Like my family is like, from Chennai in Tamil Nadu is like Brahmin caste, which the caste system is fucked, <laughs> yes, but they, so, my yeah, grandparents so cared about that. Yeah. Like that's how my parents were put together is cause like they both were, that was the qualification to have education, have a good degree and to like be in that caste, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. And that too of the same like subset of that, which is Iyengar. And like my mom hated that. She was like, that's not happening anymore. Like we're done with that. Like, mm-hmm. why would you do that based on this? Like there's so many things wrong with it, but I, it's just like, you grow up with that mindset. Mm-hmm. So you never like, it's not family to me. It's like potential. It's potential. Which is crazy. And that's wow. crazy that's to crazy. me. I'm like, <laughs> That's such a good, that's, that's so good. I don't know. I, that's just something that I've always encountered and my sister doesn't. So we, we discuss this a lot. Um, another idea, it was going back to your questions at the be- like beginning almost. <laughs> it seems like the beginning, it wasn't. Um, it's just that I don't believe I need my parents' like validation oh, yeah. when t- I know. <laughs> I don't believe I, I need my parents' validation truly. I think overtly was a great way to um, express it, but more so, I need them to recognize the, the great qualities that I find in the person I'm attracted to. Yes. And um, that's what I need. I need that sense of approval. Like, like respect is a big thing. Prior to prioritizing family, um, yes. manners, and then like just being themselves. Yeah. I think that's a big thing. Um, yes. I think also going off of that, like it, with the whole parents thing, like it's not, I, th- I think similarly, I want, I'm very close with my family too. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I want my significant other to have a relationship with my family in a way that's also, you know, intimate and mm-hmm. personal mm-hmm. and like feels like they understand and accept my family. But that is easier to do when that person is closer in identity to me. Interesting. Because it feels, I feel yeah. like I don't have to explain a lot. Yeah. For that, or, or I have to Google translate between <laughs> culture, you know? Like, yeah, I, no, I don't feel like I have that. to justify that for mm-hmm. me, I guess. And I guess it just, it's also like an experiential thing where, you know, it really depends on what your partnerships are with people. But like, there are some people who are gonna get it um, just by default. And there are some people who aren't and you have to explain it. And so that process is just hazy based on, I guess, identity in that way. I think it also, it differs too with the relationship you have with your parents. Oh, and yeah. that, because, because <laughs> like with you guys saying like, you kind of like, you're, it's, it doesn't matter with your parents. Like for me, I kind of had a very close relationship with my mom, mm-hmm. to say the least, since we were like out West and all the family was close to us. That's a story. Right, right. But um, like, I remember fearing like wanting to date in high school because I was like so scared of like what my mom would think or something else like that or like being on like the a side of the spectrum it's like wanting just a person as a person and it's it's just 
Like it, it matters what the relationship you have for your parents. I think that's what yeah. matters the most because you yeah. want to make them proud and you Which feel bad. Which differs from culture to culture. Yeah. Also. And, also. and like for Hispanics too, like you're, we're neglected to like not date for a long time, especially for girls. Yeah. Girls are... And also, we're not... This is a whole... Diff, like this would be like another <laughs> half an hour discussion of... Um, at least in my family, we don't talk about sex. We don't talk about oh, boys. No, we no. don't talk about X, Y, and Z. So when it happens, it's culture shock. I had my first kiss. I told my mom because she's my best friend. She didn't talk to me for three days. Oh, <laughs> my God. She didn't talk to me for three days. She's like, this is what her response was. And I love her to death. And like, I wonder how she feels about it now. Um, <laughs> she's very excited to hear about the, like hear this podcast. I called her right before this, Aww. but um, I, I <laughs> but I like um, but I remember like we were on a bike ride because she knew I came home really happy that evening before. We're on a bike ride because we have our morning bike rides together. Oh and- my god! <laughs> Ew! I hate you. Um, I mean, so happy for you, but also gross. <laughs> Um, so then we were like, by grace, she's like, so you have anything to tell me? And I was like, he, he, like, he, <laughs> like Tony kissed me. And like, she's like, where were you guys? And then I'm like in his car. It was right before I went home last night. And she goes, this is why I told you not to go into cars with boys. And that was the last thing she said to me for three freaking days. Oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> No, the first time my parents found out that I was dating someone, I was in high school. I told them too. Yeah. Also, because I was like, transparency, I need to tell my parents. Yeah. And my mom got so mad at me that I was like crying on my bed. And my dad comes in and I was like, he just makes me happy. And I was like crying. And she just like did not. Yeah, did they just, uh uh. I mean, also, like, yes, I was super young and I realized that, but also, like, wow. You know, I was just sitting over here just marveling at all these like family dynamics and all these relationships because I could never. I could never be like, yeah, "Yeah, mom. So last night I was with this girl. Yeah, I would not. Unless we knew that we were getting married, I would not tell her anything. Oh, she is not. She's not meeting any person I'm dating until that engagement ring is on a finger. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, that's good for you guys that you can be transparent enough to be like, hey, parents, this is what I'm doing with my life. You know, one day. No. No, I mean, not. let's be fair. The only reason she found out was because she had to pay for my HPV testing. So, <laughs> <laughs> it was really like, I was really like, yeah, no, they did like a pap smear. I don't know why they did it. I didn't know they did that for guys. And then like five minutes later, she's like, you have HPV. And I hung up <laughs> and then she called my friend and she's like, give him the phone. And I was like, don't do it. I'm not here. We got through it. We got through it. Y'all. Y'all yeah, don't get it. HPV. It's the best. Oh That's God. what we're leaving with you with it. I don't get HPV. If you need to get anything, I yeah, got I got all three. Let's be clear. I had I had all three of the HPV vaccines. Get the shot. This week, our quote comes from Audre Lorde, who was a black lesbian feminist writer and scholar. It is from Sister Outsider, and it goes like this. For the master's tools will never dismantle the master's house. Go! Thank you all for listening to our episode today. Next week, we'll be talking about the healthcare system and how it affects minorities. And hope you guys have a good Valentine's Day. Remember to get tested and to always ask for consent before you pass the mic. See you next time.